This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hi, LSPod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off can be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Post for Shearer, goal! McLaughlin has it, oh, deflection, and it's a goal! Comes to Mitchell, it's another goal! Incredible hobble! as they don't say in Newport. How are we doing, Rich? Very well. Um, we're here to discuss Swindon Town's 1-0 win over Newport. Joe, thank you very much. <laughs> unbeaten, I hasten to add. Unbeaten in the Papa John's Trophy. So that's that's three wins in three. Take the positives where we can. Yeah. Joe, thank you very much. <laughs> Um, got a message this morning from James Bray. He says, morning, guys. I assume there's no pre-pizza presser pod, but was wondering if you're planning a post-pizza pod. And I firstly couldn't be happier with the fact that I didn't fall over my words there. Um, James, you're a maniac if you think I'm doing a presser for that. Um, but here we are. We are maniacs in our evenings. We've, we've, we committed early on. I, I partly blame you, Joe, because we've done the other two games and... I'll, I'll blame you until we're eliminated, unless we get to the final, when you'll look like this pioneer. And we can say we were there from the start against the team we played, which I can't remember. Um, Arsenal under-21s, that's it. Then Plymouth, then Newport. Next, the world. Who knows? Aston Villa under-21s. Can 
Kane Kessler Hayden play against Aston Villa under twenty ones? I'm I'm not sure. Maybe do they even realise like because uh, this is something that's confusing me about. Perhaps we'll get onto you know the wider implications of development and where we go now. But I thought literally until this season that there was just you know under 18s and under 23s there's like under 20s 21s 22s 23s 24s onwards <laughs> how many squads do these premier league teams need would they would they notice if we just snuck him on it's a lovely bit joe it's a lovely bit and i don't mind it at all but i think they <laughs> they changed under 23s with under 21s didn't they it's under 18s and under 23 under 21 see i'm even falling over who knows who knows but thank thank you very much to James for uh, listening today. I almost asked actually. I almost asked if there was going to be a presser for Monday, and I know that you know trademark Ryan said that this was going to be the most pointless game in the world, and mm-hmm. he was probably correct uh, based on what we've just seen there. But there were maybe some interesting questions to ask, particularly about injuries and about who might come in. Yeah, I look forward to asking you about those um, <laughs> questions because. I think there was a more pointless game today because Newport, of course, could have qualified had they won or even got a penalty shootout win or whatever. I think Crawley and Southampton this evening, Southampton under-21s, of course, the latter winning 4-0 against a team that we've postponed against. Um, Both of those had been eliminated before that game started. So if you've gone to that game today, oh man, this is a remarkable start. I'm loving every second of this. It's good. There was a big gate today, actually. There was about, I think, was it, there was 57 or so from Newport and we had over 2,000 turning up today. And I've been, I'm, I'm curious to speculate. I don't mean this dismissively. I am curious to speculate why there seem to be people having, you know, nice enough time. i not sure if attendances for this competition are up in general, uh, but I'm, uh, my sort of initial thought is that perhaps, you know, in terms of getting used to going back out and enjoying things of an evening, perhaps people think an evening at the football where you're out in the open air is more preferable to cinema or eating in when there's still anxiety about, well, you know, if there's still anxiety about things like COVID, then it's, it's fresh air and it's, a bit of cold fun, isn't it? So A bit of cold fun never did anyone any harm. Um, judging by some of the crowd noises, I might be inclined to think maybe a few free tickets have gone out to either schools or local football clubs. Well, just because, just because it's the Papa John's trophy, it does not mean that we can't have our traditional, now traditional, Don Rogers cues. And there were still people struggling to get in about 15 minutes after kickoff by the looks of things on social media. Which kind of kills off the "isn't it great to have ten thousand in the ground" argument, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine? I mean, this is sometimes a short hop up, and I know that you know you were considering the Arsenal under uh, under twenty ones, and it's been a long break for you to actually go to the county ground. How many days is it now? Um, we're closing in on six fifty, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So imagine the pain of thinking. Do you know what? It's been six hundred and fifty days. I will go. I am going to take the train. I am going to wander up, and then joining the back of a queue and waiting in the cold for 15 20 minutes chocker <laughs> it's not it's not worth it's not, i couldn't think about it it's giving me a headache but no you know work 
work denied me this time, but I'm plotting my return and it will be victorious or a draw or a loss. Who knows? Um, yeah, Jack Tanner says very decent crowd for what was effectively a mid-season friendly. Um, missed an opportunity not to bring a couple of kids on for the last five minutes, though. Uh, let's discuss that in just a moment. We'll, we'll go with the lineup. We haven't even started talking about the game itself. Loads and loads of changes. I'm not going to pretend that I remember the rules for the uh, Papa John's trophy and how many we should start. It looks like a fine. <laughs> it, it looks like a fine, but whether that's right or not, I, I don't know. But in goal, Lewis Ward um, making their debuts at the back. Harrison Minturn and Callum Winchcombe. Congratulations to those. And they were helped out at the back with the experienced Rob Hunt. In midfield, we had Ryan East with Mo Dabre and Harry Parsons as the wing backs. Then in midfield, we had Alex Gilbert and Jordan Lydon, who was captaining the side. And up front, Harry McCurdy was joined by Jaden Mitchell Lawson. So that's exactly the sort of lineup I wanted to see. And they did very well. It was an all youth team bench, uh, plus Steve Milton Hall, but he's a youth graduate, so that counts. Um, None of them got on, which is a shame. I think I would have liked to have seen uh, Donnie Gordon and Levi Francis come on because they've been around the seniors since August. Um, but it was it was a pretty decent first half performance, wasn't it? Yeah, and didn't Levi Francis get the hat trick in the FA Youth Cup as well? He did, yeah. So yeah, yeah that would have been good to see a little bit of what of what he had to offer. Um, yeah, it was pretty much as as could be expected. I mean. You know, if a fine is forthcoming, you know, we should probably say to the EFL, you know, what do you expect? You know, we can't postpone this fixture, yet we've got five people away. So, you know, huge sort of overhaul in that in that sense. I think we just have to take the L. Of all of them, I, I expected McCurdy would be there because, of course, he's going to be suspended for the uh, the real fixture. Let's be honest here. I mean, you've got James Robry in at Newport who's sort of settling in and. There's going to be a proper fixture about 11 days' time. Fairly similar sort of models emerging, director of football kind of thing. So I thought this would be, I don't know if 4D chess is the the right way, but cards are going to be very close to the, much like the Uno on the coach, the cards are going to be firmly to the chest. And I don't think either either setup has any indication or bearing on to what we'll see. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> none. none. Absolutely none. And, you know, if uh, Ben Wills' Newport County get a, a positive result, they'll say revenge. Um, but I, I don't quite think that will be the case. Ben Wills' Newport County, although was weakened, much more experienced, much stronger. I wouldn't say stronger, but definitely more experienced than the, the lineup we went. And of course, we welcome back former town players Christopher Missalou and Jermaine Hilton, who both put in performances akin to, I guess, what we experienced at Swindon. Yes, uh, not really covering myself in glory. I did a bit of a scouting mission earlier because I think I've said before, one of my, uh, my, my cousin is, of course, a panellist on 1912 Exiles podcast and um, probably not going to surprise you they're not covering tonight and uh, they've refer to this competition in very, very damning terms. They call it the Spotify Trophy. Um, so I asked about, you know, thoughts about uh, Missaloo and about Hilton and 
I think Missley was brought in like to be a replacement for Joss Laverty, who's now at Warsaw. So we'll see plenty of him uh, in December again. Uh, and I think that uh, there's a feeling that that's been quite a disappointment. He he put the missive to me. Sorry, the missive of Missley. Uh, he had put that to me that I had bigged him up in some way. I certainly did not big him up. Um, I don't think there was anything particularly outrageous or particularly impactful about his time last year. And I'm having a sort of feeling of thing you know, is quite blameless in all of that because it was he came in at an absolutely turgid time, and I don't really blame him for not for not showing a lot. Um, and when I prompted him for Hilton, he didn't even realise that he was a member of the squad. And this is a guy who's a panellist on every week. So Hilton made no impact whatsoever, um, much like he did in front of goal, really, today. The first half, I thought, was generally not too bad to watch as, as, as far as a nothing fixture in a pointless competition is concerned. I think my main observation early on was it was just a little bit too, not frantic, I, w- I would never commit to frantic, but it was quite fast paced. Harry McCurdy looked like he wanted to score about three goals in the first 20 minutes and then go home and uh, slow down eventually. But I was really impressed with with the uh, the intensity and the desire of the Swindon fringe side. Yeah, it was quite erratic starting out, I think I would say. It felt like it had a little bit of a vibe of like we were chasing something. We've been quite used to this season of, uh, you know, particularly, I'd say, the first 10 games of being very sort of, you know, slow, feeling them out in the first half and then kind of going in for the kill later in the second. The first half of this season we've been sort of very sort of, I wouldn't necessarily say pedestrian, but we sort of, you know, gently felt out opposition's speculative balls forward and generally gone in a stalemate at the break. Um, it was quite, yeah, quite exciting to see us actually make a point and go through. McCurdy looked like, uh, I don't know if it's linked to another social media scandal because he has deleted his account once again, but he did look you know, like he had a, a bit of a bee in his bonnet and he wanted, you know, wanted to prove a point. Um, very bizarre thing early on um, where he had found Leiden through with that through ball and Townsend has plucked it very neatly from Leiden. He's sort of gone over the feet. And the referee's blown for the penalty and then changed his mind. Like, we're, we're older. Cowardly. Exactly. We're older. Now, this is maybe the rules have changed, but you'll remember, you know, this is proper like um, Premier League years chat here. That famous incident with David Seaman and Robbie Fowler, where we sort of leapt over his body as he came out. He's gone over with the momentum and then got up waving his hand with no, no, no. And the penalty still given. Yet the referee can blow and then say, oh, no, actually, silly. Carry on. And there were a few. There was a, a few shouts like that today, where it was a bit like I, I, I'm not meaning necessarily the standard because he wasn't he wasn't shy about keeping his cards in his pocket. But I would say when I say Sunday league level, I don't mean like Sunday league level refing, but people don't like to give penalties away, and he was not giving anything like that away. No, um, and I think both sides did their did their bit and fall into ground quite a lot in this game. Um, from memory, it was a classic autopilot error by the by the official, where everything about it was a penalty except for the fact that Townsend 
got the ball quite cleanly and clinged onto it. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to stop you there because I've had a very, it's a very valid point from Ben Strat 98 that says shambolic competition. This shouldn't be given the time of day. What happened to the boycott? Poor Joe. Thank you very much. <laughs> Um, I mean, he's got a point there, hasn't he, Ben? Um, But if we're going to talk about anything that is a positive, it's got to be the two debutants today who did not look out of place at all. I'm not in any way saying that they should be on the bench for the next game or anything like that. But Minton especially, a really, really good debut. Yeah, absolutely. I I couldn't agree more. Look, probably panicked by... We're told that it's it's nothing to worry about, and it's more a case of weeks, and I'm sure that it is. But you know, hearing that Bowdry's got like a hip flexor injury, and seeing Romney Critcher in a uh, an intraosseous boot, a boot that doesn't fill me with confidence. The fact that he hasn't been recalled kind of fills me with the confidence that he could be treated there, um, and there is sufficient time between now and then. Uh, a side note of noting that. Jamie Sendles White was on the uh, on the sofa yesterday and wondered if he was thinking about getting the old uh, Gabriel Zakuani <laughs> deal until January. Um, circling, circling, indeed. Uh, but I think they, I think they were an absolute credit to themselves. Some superb blocks from uh, Winchcombe and and Minturn. If you're right, if you're if you're thinking, great, one nil. Um, let's let's go up to. I'm thinking of showing my show my age and mentioning things like Destiny and Desire or Brunel Rooms, probably no longer there. I think Tree is the spot, yes. That's where people like to go these days. Um Power Lounge. Power Lounge. That's the is that the official nightclub of STFC? Official nightclub partner. sponsor, partner. <laughs> I think we'll probably agree that Mintel is the one getting in and Dabre and Winchcombe are gonna be meet you in McDonald's at one AM, aren't they? Sorry, lads. We're about 15 minutes into this conversation and I haven't had the opportunity to talk about Harrison Minton's beard. Um, a spectacular effort. It's superb. And, you know, if the football doesn't work out, you should uh, go to Rado and have him at the RSC. Looks rather like um, a young Hamlet, doesn't he? The first thing I thought of when I saw him was Jacobean Ruff. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. With you, 100%. <laughs> yeah, it needed that guy to the globe. You know, just doing his thing, Jacko being rough on. Um, it's oh come on, we're being so disrespectful here. What a debut it was from him! A lovely booking as well, which is for me a real positive of any debut. Getting stuck in, and it was a very wonderfully, a wonderfully cynical foul too. <laughs> Dragged him down. Uh, yeah, I like that. And, well, the bookings, and you know, there were a few little, you know, small, small errors here and there, but. I think the fact that they didn't let these sorts of things overwhelm them, recovered well from them, kept a clean sheet. Oh, man, you, I know it's like reality TV season where there's judges that just, you know, <laughs> want to nitpick, but come on. <laughs> I, have to, I have to call it as I see it. I have to be, have to be fair. No, it's, it was brilliant. I, probably, Minton probably a, a contender for, for the nod of the MOTM. I think so. I think without a doubt, and and the the, the first half came and went. Newport weren't really at the races um, for large parts uh, of that first half. They got they definitely got better in the second. Um, can we can we talk about JML? And we were talking about JML in the 
in the WhatsApp group. He's so close to being a great player and he does ev- all the hard bits right. And then when you just need him to just pull it into the net, it doesn't quite happen for him, does it? It's not the first time that's happened for him. Every, all the hard yards are done. It, this this was probably a, a criticism I would have had of McCurdy at the beginning of the season as well, of the uh, you know, dribbling once and twice and then the third and going again. I still think that there must be like some unraveling that needs to be done for that time at that time at Derby, you know, because it left left our academy on a you know a wig and a promise. Uh, and I think that it's evident from some of the player interviews that you've done. I remember listening to your wonderful interview with uh, Michael Doughty on this matter when he was at QPR, and of course, yeah, he was making inroads and getting places there. Then when they had their promotion, you know, you that's almost like the worst kind of news you'd get as a youth player because you're going to be um, sort of passed up. Now, I know Derby didn't get to the Premier League, but that was, of course, the focus. And it just feels a bit like he's maybe been neglected for a few years, apart from, of course, by Ben Garner, who's, uh, who's taken him alone under his wing. Um, I think maybe just a bit more, a bit more, game time and just just ironing out that you don't have to overplay it and sometimes just giving it a there's a chance later on that will come through where you know one one dribble or one getting away from the defender is is enough or even just hitting it as soon as you get it is probably more preferable than trying to keep taking it round so you you can talk about the goal now okay this is in the second half um Worthy to mention as well, in the first half and most of the game, that Newport's biggest threat was a 42-year-old man um, and that Hilton and Fisher didn't really offer a lot that way. Uh, Mitchell Lawson uh, cuts beautifully around, I think it was Bright, um, to fire off a shot that was forced out from um, Townsend uh, and instinctively who pops up but he's a bit like the forgotten man of the midfield mr jordan lyden pokes it home beautifully with a almost like a first time hit lovely instinctive uh reactionary play but a little bit disappointed that jml didn't get his his goal is that what he's looking for maybe is it you know was once he can you know put a few away and grow in uh confidence is that the missing link could well be. I, I want to talk about instincts with Jordan Lydon. Um, the finish, very instinctive. Uh, we always have to nod to the celebration, which wheeled away towards where like the Town End fans would gather. Ain't no one there, Jordan. <laughs> Ain't no one there. He sort of ran towards where the Great Western Reds would be, fist up, and then realised, or seemed to realise that, you know, maybe not today. Um, but yeah, um, Kevin Ellison, almost a year older than... than BBC Radio Wiltshire co-commentator Phil Smith, um, which is just remarkable. <laughs> fair play to him. I know, and he doesn't really look like he's going to slow down anytime soon, does he? So, yeah, fair play to him to keep going. I mean, I think that he was sort of brought in and uh, to Newport as being like what we like to call on the pod a, a vibes coordinator. But, you know, he's, he's proven his mettle. He's played useful useful part yet in last season when they made their promotion push um he's earned himself uh, another contract despite all the uh 
Gollum chants. You missed, I think you had your sound off, um, but there's only really one sort of notable chant of the of the game uh, from our end after taking the 1-0 lead where we had um, uh, we're winning at home we're winning at home how shit must you be we're winning at home so there you go that's uh, a nice newbie disrespectful to Arsenal under 21s if you ask me um, <laughs> who who we trounced 2-1 and of course Mansfield in the league come on guys we're not you know we're not great but we're not that bad last point on Kevin Ellison the most opportune attempt to take a throw in in the wrong position that I think I've <laughs> ever seen I think it was oh, oh, it was it he wanted to take it at the, on the halfway line I think it's a good 40, 40 yards. <laughs> yes, yes. There's there's liberties and then there's that. But I, I have to respect somebody trying at least. <laughs> no qualms about either. That that was, you know, what a guy. Fair play to him. Um, I mean, is, are there any other talking points from 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 this game, this half? I mean, there are there are a few sort of, I guess, not negatives, and we'll get we'll get some listener contributions, but. This is a development game, pure and simple. It means nothing in the grand scheme of things. We win the final, meh, to be honest. I'll probably be there, but it's still meh. But there were a couple of performances where you kind of want them to stake their claim. Um, I didn't think Gilbert was that great today, considering that you know he's not getting international call-up at the moment and he's lose, lost his place in the starting lineup. And also, I think Mo Dabre struggled today a fair bit. He isn't near... The first team um, like Gilbert is, I think Dabre really does need that loan spell, doesn't he? Yes, perhaps now is the time. I mean, we'd spoken before when we were, you know, watching against Arsenal under twenty ones. We were watching him against Plymouth of how good it is that you know himself and East and Aguiar and all these guys are training with the first team. How much they're getting out of it? Um, I don't know if you saw Aguiar uh, scored a. Mm-hmm. Lovely free kick, uh, definitely one for the um, uh, what do you call it? The draft excluder could have kept out <laughs> the people behind the wall. Where this was a Chippenham on the weekend, and he's he's taking a free kick just outside the area, as you do. Uh, it's very sort of low, and just manages to go through everybody and into the uh, into the bottom corner. It was really very nice. So that's yeah, that's almost like the best of both worlds when you're going to that kind of level of going to Conference South because, of course, he can still train with everybody at Beaversbrook because they're going to be training you know, two to three evenings a week, aren't they? So he still can have that have that contact time. I wondered if Dabre had had like a pull or a knock because he really didn't seem to show what we'd seen of him in the other two Papadron's games. You know, lots of people were saying, oh, yeah, we should get him... He should he should appear. He should be on the bench. We should <laughs> maybe even people were saying to start him. They were, it, he is a very impressive talent, um, but he just seemed. A li- I wondered if he was just a little cautious because he was not uh, together there. Gilbert, no, he wasn't at the races, was he? No. And Gilbert, uh, towards the end, you know, when he when he was you know getting fouled and hacked away, he did seem to get you know a bit of fire in his belly and would have wondered you know if this if he'd got that kind of wound up uh 20 minutes earlier what that might have might have looked like i guess the 
longer point I was going is this is our sort of window into maybe what our development will look like when we have a more established uh, academy. And Gilbert has come from Brentford, hasn't he? So they have a different model, don't they? We hear a lot about their Moneyball model and they have the the B team. But when you have that B team model instead of your, 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 your established academy setups, they're just sort of having to scramble around for like closed doors games, aren't they? They don't play in a regular competitive thing. They organise their own fixtures, but those fixtures are often elite. So they take them all over Europe, well, certainly before COVID, and they play against the best of the best as opposed to a league format, I believe. But then your 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 fixtures or your, your arrangements are based on the availability of the other sides, aren't they? So it must be logistically very difficult. And I think, is it Southampton? Do they have a sort of hybrid thing going on with like a B under-23s team with Ollie Lancashire? Oh, I think that's just a new thing because you can play X amount of uh, overage players. I think you can play one or two now. So they're, they're bringing them in on on contracts as seniors, but they're only there to play or coach in those. I think that's, you know, Brighton have done it. Manchester United are doing it. There's a couple of others dotted about. Nice little final payday. It's kind of like the, the evolution from the fourth choice goalkeeper, you know, the, the veteran who gets to join Man City, not get anywhere near the side. But I think that's just a a, a trend. And I think, you know, in in regards to Gilbert and and Dabre, I'm not like, I'm not against them. I think it's just progression. They're going to kick on. It's just a pointless fixture. But, you know, you just want that little bit more. You saw the intensity with, with several players today. Um, and I didn't, I didn't see enough from those. But they might be looking after themselves. Dabre with the loan spell, I appreciate they have to be careful too because Agua came from Worthing, so he's got non-league sorted. He knows it, and he, you know he's going up to the National League South, um, which is a step up from what he was experiencing at Worthing. So it's it's not surprising that he's doing the business at Chippenham. But I think. Dabre, they might need to swaddle a little bit more, um, but he does need games. Whether the club need to arrange more development fixtures, maybe get <laughs> Brentford B round, I don't know. But it's one game a month at the moment, isn't it? And it's always going to wane a little bit for him if we don't get more games for him. Yeah, and we've had, we've seen him and Parsons appear in the under 18s, haven't we? So just for once, I think, against Oxford. I don't, I don't know. Went for it, didn't we? Yeah, I don't know if that was just going for it because, you know, we have to be Oxford. And I think we've even heard from, you know, academy graduates that you've had on the uh, on the show that, yeah, the idea that you go for Oxford and that's a, that's a must win, whatever level you're at, whether it's, uh, you know, the under-18s, whether it's the women's team, that is a fixture that you want to, want to do well in. But if he fits the age category and it's and it's game time why not lean into using them more and just getting them minutes and out there he proved himself well at against Arsenal under 21s which is around that kind of a couple of years older but in that age level so playing regularly against 18s and under would only would only help these come from academy set up anyway isn't it like an affiliate academy yeah uh, so more exposure to playing you know, the likes that our under-18s do and we play pretty good level. So 
onwards. Yes. Um, this conversation is very much, you know, going the way it is because the last 20 minutes or so <laughs> <laughs> of the game kind of just withered. Yes, there was not really a lot uh, a lot happening with the, the last nope. 20 minutes. Shades of, uh, I think I think somebody mentioned in the WhatsApp of um, Kent Brockman doing the uh, the football commentary of back to center and holds it holds it. Yeah, it was it was it was I think you with Ben Wills of Ben Wills's Newport County clearly wasn't doing his job at the time. But... <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna hide and protect his identity, but yes, perhaps it was. Never, <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Right, let's get some listeners' contributions. Uh, starting with Mark, who says Mintern at the back was very composed, looked a decent prospect. Ryan East didn't put a foot wrong in midfield. Matt says, good performance from a makeshift side. Minton looked very good. Calm on the ball and happy to carry it out from the back. Winchcombe, solid and Parsons did well in an unfamiliar position. Dabre looked like a competition winner at times. Man of the match, Minton. And yeah, interesting point from Matt in relation to uh, one, Winchcombe did absolutely look solid. And Parsons was in that, in was it right wing back role? Yeah, yeah. So he was operating that thing. I think that um, Winchcombe will be feeling it tomorrow. He did take some. He took like a blast to the chest as well for a block. Hits, yeah. He'll have some impressive bruises uh, coming out tomorrow. Um, yeah, yeah. Very much a very much a credit. I wouldn't be as fearful if you know if we're getting down to you know brass tacks of centre backs. Uh, you know, having them in for for cover myself but uh is that a yawn no not a yawn i was just sort of i was just sort of like uh, imagining the imagining the um <laughs> the reaction to saying that but we are very light on center on that position this feels very much like end of school episode because i know that there's <laughs> there's no game this weekend so there's no presser there's no there's no match to review um for sunday evening so i i see the holiday coming up and it'll be my first sort of holiday, or the pod's first little holiday for what will feel like an eternity. And, you know, what can I say? My head's gone. Um, let's get some more listener contributions. <laughs> um, Stephen says, nice to see the academy players getting chances. And that comes from the first team coaches watching their games. The two centre halves fitted in well. Dabre is always lively and looks exciting but needs more time. Mitchell Lawson, man of the match for me, creative and composed on the ball. Uh, Josh Phelps says, Minturn was mint. Both debutants composed with the ball. Gilbert was busy and effective. JML gets in to such great positions, but left the scoring boots in the changing room, as we've already discussed. Hopefully, once he gets the first, the confidence will drive him forward. Lovely stuff overall. Completely agree. Luke says, home win, say no more. Well, we shan't. Uh, Taze85 <laughs> says, great to see some Academy prospects who did well. Mitchell Lawson, man of the match for me. Parsons and Dabre at wingback work too. Decent night's work and a home win. Maybe I'm being too harsh on Dabry. I don't know. Uh, Scott Monroe says, Ryan East, man of the match for me. Never put a wrong, never put a foot wrong in midfield. Looks so comfortable on the ball. Gavin, with all the changes made, there was decent performances all over the pitch and good to see the debutants getting starts. Minton and Winchcombe 
Both look solid, along with Gilbert and East. But Minton edges the man of the match for me. Looking forward to seeing him more. Am I being harsh on Gilbert? Am I the only one that saw that? I'm sorry if that is the case. Uh, ben Nichols says, Swindon winning four from five cup games this season. Still yet to lose in 90 minutes. Hashtag cup team. Hashtag good habits. Uh, Rob Bowden says, three wins out of three in the Pizza Pop Cup. Has this ever happened before? I love to see how serious Ben Garner and co are about these cup games. Gives the rest of the squad a really good run out. Really glad to see Leiden in the setup. Come on, you Reds. Yeah, it was good to see Leiden back. I was, I kind of, Leiden is, is quality, but he's definitely down the pecking order at the moment um, with Ben Garner. But you know, he did what this game was supposed to do. He he stood out, he took his goal, um, and you can't mu- ask for much more than that, can you? No, not at all. I, I like that, you know, somebody like Jordan Lydon, we know that he's had uh, injury issues, and we've spoken before about him having his, uh, you know, his, his health MOT or his physio MOT and just really working on, um, you know, whatever's out there or whatever issues might uh, might crop up. Keep going on there. He's always spoken of sort of warmly in press conferences or about you know being ready or making the team. So it is a it is a truism that you know there are going to be more and more injuries as certainly as the winter bites in um, and things to deal with. And you know he still very much has a has a part to play as it, as as the pod is sort of uh, drawn to this way. I'll, uh, small tip is I actually saw his pro debut. How about that? I saw him play for Villa against Wickham Wanderers in that awful uh, game where they all had an argument with their own fans because they couldn't beat a League Two side in the FA Cup when they were in the Premiership. So that was his professional debut and I've enjoyed his, uh, his Swindon contributions ever since. There was the Michael Flynn. Remember him? He's doing the draw for the second round on on telly because, of course, one of the reasons why, of course, Newport have had so many changes, even though they have you know, plenty of experience they could put out today and people being sort of recycled or rehabbed and getting fitness in, is they're having the curse of Sky TV for Friday night for Hartley Pool away. And so they're obliged to play late on a Friday evening to fulfil schedules for international time. Just as you know, just as we were hamstrung about that Forest Green game, uh, so too that comes. So yes, Michael Flynn is going to draw for the second round, and I think is it not the whoever's come second in the groups that we get drawn against? Is that right? A bit like no idea. I have absolutely no idea about this format. Or at all. care. <laughs> I, I all care, and I was wondering where you were going with Michael Flynn. I was, you know. I was, I was going, come on, not more whale stuff. Come on, Joe, you're doing so well. Yeah, well, I, I just think I'm, Michael Flynn and Richie Wellens, I used to think were a bit like, uh, they're a bit like Father Ted and Dick Byrne in the, not in the, you know, they're kind of quite similar in some ways, but, uh, you know, sort of always at loggerheads and always winding each other up. That seemed to continue when he was at Salford and, Constantly a thorn in his side, uh, his side there. But you know he's he's currently unemployed. He left this side because you know it was of the little frustrations that we've experienced. And you know this will probably lead into 
the twentieth, so you can you, you can make a nice dramatic build up in the intro to that review. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's interesting to see like the sort of parallels that we're having with Newport <laughs> in some ways. Garner oh, and Robry very similar. Parks to the man. past. <laughs> I thought this. I thought this was going to be a twenty-minute episode. It's a deep dive now. This is a, this is going to be a tifo on the athletic. I tell you, people are going to animate my words to what I'm saying here. About bloody time too. Yes. <laughs> let's let's move to Robert Hammond says outmuscled and towered over our lads at the back, but they kept going and did not look overwhelmed. McCurdy and Mitchell Lawson should have scored between them, but overall, please, a couple with cramp at the end, including Leiden, who did well. East, man of the match. And I think that is pretty much it, which gives me the opportunity to ask the the question, has Ben Garner gone too quick with the sleeping bag coat? It's too early. Come on. You know what? You know what I'll say. He won't feel the benefit. That's what I'll say. He will not feel the benefit. <laughs> there you go. That's better. No, it's it's far too ridiculous and far too mild out for the sleeping bag coat. That's all I've got to say about that. Um, Absolutely. If there's and for people who say you know this 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 fixture this this review is a waste of time if two good things can come out of it that we can get a photoshop of harrison minton as a jacobean and a photoshop of that uh, sleeping bag coat going all the way down to the feet then i'll be happy make it so internet um those coats that ben garner was fashioning today that long coat the problem is when it rains it goes right down to your shins and knees and ruins your shoes come on <laughs> That's why it needs to go all the way to the bottom like a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we've got Walsall in the FA Cup. Thoughts? Uh, I think we. I was dreading that we'd get Walsall at home and we'd get beat. Um, depending on how the draw works out, I think Dan had revealed that in December, you know, if we play, we're playing them in December anyway, and it might fall that if it goes to a replay, we could end up playing them four times if we got drawn them in the pizza pot as well so not the most exciting but it'd be nice to see Matty Taylor again won't it and uh, I think I think as it's an away an away day people won't mind as much if it was another home fixture and we're playing Warsaw twice in December at home it might rankle a bit but I think people Birmingham's a nice uh, a nice trip Oh, it's, it's, I mean, the real plus side of Walsall Way is that it's traditionally one that we take a lot of fans to, even when the going isn't good. Yeah. So um, I think that's the big one. Also, I, I believe there's, there's a, there's a Matt Taylor. Um, we've got too many Matt Taylors next month also, haven't we? Yes, because uh, Exeter have one as well, don't they? Yeah, and we're playing them. So there you go. Well done, everyone who noticed that. You know, I'm in awe of you. Um, I think that'll, that'll do. Joe, don't you? Yep, two Matt Taylors, two Warsaw games. Uh, and then weirdly, now we're going to go into an international break where we're going to see our uh, our players play uh, in World Cup qualifiers, which seems very strange tonight, but that's what's, that's what's going to happen. I'm off to look at Jacoby and Ruffs. Joe, thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, 
The Lowe's Strangers is an independent podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork is by Matt in Singapore. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.